0: We have invited one of our homegrown missionaries. What does that mean? See, Joe and Bing Sulit and his entire family got saved here in Victory Green Hills, got discipled, was able to connect with our community, and they are family to us. But recently, or a few years back, God has called them to a different nation. They are now living in Australia, specifically in Canberra. And you know, God has been moving in and through the life of Joe and Bing. And now, they already have their own small church there, our Every Nation Church in Canberra. And as Joe preaches, I hope you are excited. Why? Because we might be preaching on missions and nations, but the word is always relevant wherever we are. And so if that is you in your homes, tap the person beside you, yung nasa couch, tap the person beside you sa dining table, wherever you are watching, tap the person and tell that person, this message is for you. You know, if you don't know Joe yet, He's uh he's uh, one of the DJs uh, especially in the night became popular in the 90s and when you watch his preaching you will find his voice very familiar why because Chapo Si Joe the Mango you know all throughout his programs in the 90s and early 2000s you would hear him with his program Love Notes he has been um, campaigning or advocating, uh, helping people in romantic love. But when Joe met Christ, now he is preaching a different kind of love. And that is the love that comes from our Heavenly Father. And so I hope you guys are excited as we listen to the preaching of Joe Sulit. Joe?
1: Hello and welcome to our new series, The Mission Continues. First of all, I would like to thank Pastor Francis and Pastor Dennis of Victory Green Hills for this opportunity to share the Word of God. We are part of the Victory Green Hills family, and this is where my wife and I and our four daughters got saved eight years ago. Shortly after, we became some sort of accidental missionaries here in Australia. It's been seven years now since we started our small victory groups, and four years into leading a small church here in Canberra. Our calling and mission as a church movement is to honor God and make disciples in every campus, in every nation. And even if this pandemic has seemingly placed a lot of things in our life on hold, our mission as a church and as followers of Christ never stops. Today we are going to continue to study the book of Romans. The overall theme of Paul's epistle to the church in Rome is to remind them of the power of the gospel for salvation to transform not just individuals, but entire nations as well. And we believers have a responsibility to this mission. The point that Paul is making us understand will, in some significant way, change the direction of our life when it takes hold of us. Since the gospel is good news for all, we should proclaim it to all. The gospel is good news for everyone. The Bible says whoever believes in Him will not be disappointed, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on Him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. What this is telling us is that there is no distinction as to who the gospel is to be preached. It says, whoever will call on the name of the Lord, which means anyone who puts their faith in Jesus will be saved. Paul even said in the beginning of his letter, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at Rome. There's this sense of responsibility and eagerness in Paul to preach and share the gospel to all the people in Rome. In verse 9, he said, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We learn from this passage how people are saved. Paul uses the word believe. He said, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and God raised Him from the dead. Faith is essential in being saved. We need to believe in order for us to be saved. It is by God's grace, through our faith, through our belief, that we are saved. But what I realize is that this is not just a statement of salvation, but also a statement of mission. It says if you confess with your mouth, in other versions, it says if you declare with your mouth, And this really struck me because this has a lot to say about missions and our role as Christians to be part of it. It is very clear that part of being saved is declaring with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Part of being a follower of Christ is communicating, mentioning, announcing, proclaiming, and making known with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised Him from the dead. There is a going out, a speaking about that is supposed to happen to preach and tell others about Jesus. What I'm saying is this, every Christian is a missionary. We all have been given the task to preach the gospel to all people. The problem is we have drawn a line as to what it is to be a missionary and in the process completely lost its meaning, which is simply to tell others about Jesus. As a result, many of us think that because we are not missionaries, we don't have to tell others about Jesus. We can just be good Christians who faithfully attend regular church services and small group meetings. We volunteer in the ministry, raise our hand in worship, have a time of devotion and prayer to God. We always hear churches asking us to pray with, give to, and go for the missions. It's true that these things, we ought to do them. And for many, praying for the missionaries is something they can easily and willingly do any time. For others, giving their their blessing or sharing their blessing and sowing into the work of the missionaries in the harvest field is, is easy. The go part, this is where most of us would say, no, it's not for me. I'm fine with the praying and giving, but missionaries are only a select breed of men and women who God has called to literally go and preach the gospel to the nations this is sad because many of us got this entirely wrong a missionary is not just someone who gives up his career to preach the gospel a missionary is not just someone who takes his family and leaves his country for a faraway place to share jesus to those who haven't heard of him yet you and i are all missionaries part of being saved is confessing that jesus is lord Part of being saved is declaring, proclaiming, and preaching Jesus to everyone. If you say you are a follower of Christ, don't make an excuse that you are not called to go. Jesus said, go and make disciples of every nation. Remember, he didn't say, go and be a disciple. His emphasis after being a disciple is to go. And I understand Many of us are afraid that our families would reject us, that our friends would avoid us when we start telling them about Jesus. Many of us do not even know where to start. And you can add more to this list. But remember, Jesus started this great commission to us by saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore. Discipling others is not by our authority. It is by the authority of Jesus that we go out and tell others about Him. When we preach Jesus to others, we stand under the authority of the Living Word. It is not our wisdom or authority that matters. It is not by our power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able to do this. After giving our lives to Christ, this is our primary mission on this earth. The mission is more important than what course we study or career we choose. It is the only eternally worthwhile mission. Why? Because the power of the gospel of salvation changes people and transforms nations. If you are saved, then your mission has just started. And your mission is not just to be a good Christian and be good and do good to others. More than that, your mission is to be a faithful Christian and take every opportunity to intentionally point others to Christ. Salvation is found in Jesus alone. This is the message that we are sent out into the world with. We don't water it down. We don't change it. We give it as it is whenever we can for as long as we can. There is a chain, if I may call it that, of coming to faith. And we read as we go back to our scripture in Romans, in verse 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone who completely puts their trust in Jesus will be saved. Salvation comes by God's grace to those who call on the name of Jesus and believes. So faith is the starting point. But we read in verse 14, How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How can we call someone we don't believe? How can you make someone put their trust in Jesus if they don't believe Him? There is an essential element here that needs to take place for them to believe. They need to hear about Him first. And the verse continues, And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? It is very clear here that the coming to faith starts with hearing. It is the power of the spoken gospel that changes people. This is where a lot of Christians miss out. And this is what I also realized. In my years in the ministry, people don't come to faith because you are a Christian, and they see and witness the kind of life that you live. People will only come to faith if you tell them the reason why you live the life the way you live it. Paul says, and how are they to hear without someone preaching? It's easy to use as an excuse what many Christians assume to be St. Francis of Assisi's quote about preaching. And it says, Preach the gospel always, and if necessary, use words. Yes, people will know that we are followers of Jesus if we have love for one another, if they see, experience, and feel the genuine and unselfish love from us. But speaking, confessing, declaring, and preaching that Jesus is Lord— Is not an option for Christians. It is a calling, a mission for each and every one of us. And that is why we are all missionaries in its true sense and meaning. That is why Jesus commands us to go. And we read in verse 15 how are they to preach unless they are sent? This is why there is a need for a going out to, a reaching out to, This is why there is a need for us not just to have an inward growth of faith, but for us to speak outwardly about our faith and share the gospel to others. Those who preach the good news would experience rejection, pain. They would experience opposition. Some would not listen. Some would not believe. Those who preach the gospel would have tired, weathered, and calloused feet. But Paul said, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. You just can't live the hope that you have in you. You have to speak it. You have to defend it. You have to share it. Why? We read in verse 17, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. We are all missionaries, and our mission is not to save people. Only the Spirit of God can do that. It is God's Spirit that convicts a person's heart. Our role is the bearer of the good news, and we just don't carry it. We just don't live it. We proclaim it. Paul preached Jesus. Some accepted him and the message of the gospel. Others rejected him and even tried to kill him. But he preached anyway, and he preached it with so much eagerness in the Lord. Remember, the mission is not a place that you go to. The mission is your attitude towards what God is calling you to do, wherever you may be. And wherever God has placed you in the season, whether it's at work, at school, or just at home, that is your mission field. Pray how you could be a better missionary there. Remember, every Christian is a missionary. We are all called. There is no excuse. Jesus said, go. He is sending me. He is sending you. We are all being sent to preach the gospel. If you are entitled to a $10 million inheritance from a distant relative, but didn't know about it, you would live your life no differently. But if someone actually told you about that gift and you received that gift in faith, then you would live your life in an entirely different way. You see, unlike this $10 million inheritance that a fraction of which many of us would probably not even get, the gift that is available to everyone goes beyond the riches that we can ever imagine. And this gift is free. It's called salvation, an eternal fellowship with God that we can freely have if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. There are still billions out there who haven't heard of this free gift of salvation. It is not just for a few. This is good news for everyone, and we have received it in Christ Jesus. My prayer is that we would be like Paul, who would be eagerly obliged to preach the gospel of salvation to everyone without fear, not by our own wisdom and strength, but by the authority of Jesus and the living Word of God. I pray that we would continue to be bold in telling others about Jesus, and that each and every one of us will be empowered by the Holy Spirit to become witnesses to every person we meet and where we are. Lord, as we hear your voice right now, whom shall I send and who will go for us? I pray for myself and for everyone watching or listening right now, that we would eagerly and joyfully say, Lord, Here I am, send me for your glory and your glory alone. In Jesus' name, amen.